It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. We like to do this every year. Help you with your Valentine's cards. A lot of us make homemade cards. We got some local ones for you. Takes five minutes to make these things. We're going to help you out, but we need the help of Celine Dion. There we go. Oh, yeah. Now I'm in the mood. That's good. Honey, we are as close as Salford is to Godrich. Be mine. That's close. That's special. I (laughs) fell in love with you faster than it takes to drive through Kippen. (laughs) I love you as much as people on Godrich Citizens Exchange love complaining about town council. Oh, they love it so much. That's a lot of love. That's a lot of love love to give. I love you as much as Wingham loves KFC. Again, a lot of love. My love for you is bigger than the Clinton radar. <laughs> I'm kinky Arden for you, baby. Ooh, that's hot. Yeah. My heart aw burns for you. When I saw you, my heart raced as fast as I go through Carlo. I mean, I don't go faster, Carlo. I slow down. Of course. Wink. After all these years, you still look great and give me some dash wood. Tonight, I want to do what rhymes with luck now. Oh, that's filthy. That's disgusting, Matthew. This is a family program. There is a Tinder-style app now for cows. Yes. No bull. Seriously. <laughs> it's the latest matchmaking app. It hooks up 42,000 farmers if, if they need breeding partners for their heifers or the, their cows. Nice, dude. And they can swipe <laughs> right on those good-looking bulls. That's hot. But maybe they can just let the cows do it themselves. I've never been with a Texas Longhorn. Do you think I should swipe right? Something about him just steers me the right way. Ooh. Swipe right on a brown jersey. He'll leave you mooing all night. Well, I actually have a thing for Danish reds. I like the redheads. Ooh, I hear the redheads are good in the hay. <laughs> hey, hey, I saw him first. Maybe you'll super like a black baldy. He's horned up, if you know what I mean. More cowbell. I hate to play Moopid, but the belted Galloway. Did you see him? There's, there's something about that white line that wraps around his adorable waist. Guy walks into a washroom at a Home Depot, announced jokingly to the other guys in the room, oh, you all need to get out of here because I'm fixing to blow it up, meaning he's about to drop a, a big bomb. Big turd. Someone took it seriously, ran out, and called 911. Police show up, bomb squad shows up. And of course, there are jokes that just write themselves. Turn the Home Depot into the Home Depot. Thankfully, they didn't have to go far for a plunger. Well, I guess people's shopping experiences were stalled. You could say he had explosive diarrhea. (laughs) Came for some logs, and he left some logs. The terror alert was raised from orange to Taco Bell. (laughs) People were scared. They felt flushed. The bomb threat was annulled. Or should I say, urinalled. Around here, if this happened, they would have called the OPP. Or should I say the (laughs) O-poo-poo. Terrible jokes. But you'll hear at least one of those jokes on local radio or maybe late night shows tonight. But you heard it first on Country 104.9. This kid who submitted a name change for his school, Hornsey School and Language College, to Google. They changed it to Hornsey Prison and Hell on Earth. It was actually up on Google Maps for a while. We should try this. See if we can change some town names in Huron County. 
Like Vanastra. Small village with a big ball. Ball town. Ballville. Carlo <laughs> could be changed to... Look at that house. Or just call it the corner of Lucknow Line and Blythe Road. That's kind of long. Carlo's good. People in, people in Carlo get mad at us when we make fun of Carlo, but we try to ignore both of them. Can we just change Bayfield to Hipsterville already? It, that needs to change. Yeah. Should have changed a long time ago. Kingsbridge, beautiful town. Nice Churchville. Or did we just drive through Kingsbridge? I know. I say that all the time. You say it all the time when you drive through. Have we gone through Kingsbridge yet? Just call it that. Just call it that. Have we gone through Kingsbridge yet? I like that. A for beautiful forest in Lambton Shores. It's technically classified as a small town, not a city. They'll be changing forest to bush. Good idea. Auburn, the bend before Blythe. The bend before Blythe. <laughs> or Seaforth, just call it Freeze King. That's how you describe it to your kids anyway. Where are we going, Mom and Dad? You know that town with the Freeze King. I love going to Seaforth. They have a pizza train there, too. Kid change Wingham to didn't touch him. <laughs> Shame on me. Highway 21 closed this morning. Can we just change the name of Highway 21 to closed? <laughs> In the winter, just shut her down, turn it into a winter trail. You were telling me about your oldest son. How old was he? Five. We were making fish in the oven. Comes out and he's all excited to eat it. It's like the old Highliner breaded stuff, you know? The good stuff. Processed stuff that we used to eat. We got no name growing up. You, <laughs> you were fancy. So he's eating it and we have a pet fish in the house at the time and he's going, that's weird, daddy. It's the same word. Fish, looking to the stuff on his plate and fish and then looking over to his pet goldfish. And Natalie and I look at each other and we're thinking, oh my God, he doesn't know that he's eating a version of his pet. He's eating Goldie's cousin. Why would they pick the same four letters and the same word? Did we run two, out of words? For two different things. Yeah. Didn't have the heart to tell him that he was actually eating Nemo. Still doesn't know. Isn't it weird, Dad? This chicken has the same name as, like, the bird. So maybe you should sit him down today and be like, son, that fish you ate growing up. It was fish! It was fish. Wait, no. was it fish or was yeah. it fish? Fish. No! No! It's time for a reality check. So you might have gotten a message on your phone last night. Uh, around 11.30 at night, and then again at a little after 12.30. It was from Emergency Response, provincial agency, and they issue alerts, for example, an Amber Alert, a missing child. So around 11.36 last night, Peel Regional Police activated the Amber Alert. They're looking for a girl uh, from that area. And uh, then there was another alert at 12.21, said uh, the child's been located, alerts off. My phone, for example, is on Do Not Disturb when I go to sleep. It only goes off when either somebody on, like, my family calls me or an emergency alert comes in. So my phone's buzzing at 11.30 last night. I'm dead asleep. And I look at it and I think, okay, Amber Alert, fair enough. It's yeah. A, it's an emergency. I'm a news guy. Fair enough. I got woke up in the middle of the night, too. So... Peel Regional Police issued a statement on their Facebook page this morning saying, Our communications bureau receiving numerous calls to 911 complaining about the late hour of the Amber Alert. People are calling 911 saying, You texted me too late about this missing child. It's not supposed to be a thing of convenience. What are the best times that we can put out an Amber Alert for you? Sorry this child got abducted at a time that was inconvenient to you. You and your sleep. The things you complain about until you're in that state situation for serious if you had a child that couldn't be found 
and you're worried about... Yeah, you're okay with the Amber Alert getting issued at 11.30 and 12.30 at night. The thing that blows my mind about this is that people not only got up, instead of just going back to bed, they could have just looked at their phone, they got up and made a phone call to the police. Why now, are you texting me? Now they're wide awake because they've been up for more than five minutes. To me, that's just like ridiculous. Peel police say, uh, we were able to locate the suspect and his vehicle. The system works. Thank you to all those who called with tips. They were saying the system works. Stop effing complaining. I know. <laughs> so if you get an Amber Alert late at night, try not to call police about it. They have a tough job, and this is one of those elements where they, they just have to deal with the nonsense from people. But I wanted to sleep. No. Lame. Got a call from my daughter. She's going to university in Montreal. Her residence is this old nunnery called Grey Nuns Residence. Old building. She's got this huge big bay window overlooks beautiful Montreal. She calls me and she said, Dad, I'm so grateful right now. I almost burned down the school. What? What's going on there? So she was away all day filming. Comes back. All her friends are running up to her. and Tell us about the fire. Can we see the fire damage? And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, what's, what's happening? It was a gift you gave her. Yeah. There was a fire in her room, crystal ball that we gave her. She like likes- one of those, like you go to one <laughs> of those cheap psychics and yeah, they have like- the crystal ball. The sun was shining so bright through this crystal ball, it caught a wicker basket, which was close by on fire, like a magnifying glass. People started smelling smoke throughout the residence and all that came coming out of her room. So they got to it quick enough. So all their stuff and everything's okay. But man, I was just like in a panic. Imagine what could have happened. This is the most liberal arts story I've ever heard. <laughs> My 17-year-old daughter going to school in Montreal at a former nunnery. Her crystal ball caught her wicker basket on fire while she was going to get her arts degree. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like she goes to Hogwarts. Seriously. (laughs) But it's funny because I told her, like, you'll be the reason kids will be scratching their heads next year. They'll read in the residence rules. Because there was. I remember reading the residence rules. No candles, no matches. There were some really bizarre things in there. Now there'll be no decorative crystal balls and you bay windows. No crystal balls near the West Wing. And they'll be like, what? You see those weird, like no porridge near the pool. (laughs) And it's like, who brought porridge? But a long time ago, somebody brought porridge near the pool and something bad happened. At Concordia University now, there's going to be a no crystal balls on the windowsill rule. And they'll be like, how did that happen? Signs up in the hallways, no crystal balls. You know how that happened? The hussies happened. Fisher Price is recalling 44,000 Barbie toy electric cars. Guess why? They have a faulty gas pedal. <laughs> For reals. Big ones that you can climb right into. It's a camper van. Only 400 bucks. It's got a little kitchen in there. If you have one of those, put on the gas and it just keeps going. Your kid could be out in traffic. Kid driving into a hydro pole on Dungannon line. <laughs> Ouch. Well, that's, that's not the first Barbie product to be recalled. There have been other scandals. Like the Dream House was recalled. That steep staircase. Three stories, that Dream House. And there was no rails. It didn't meet the code. She kept falling down the staircase. No, and Skipper made some accusations against Ken. Yeah, he'll never work in this town again. Ken's been recalled. He got me too'd. Midge, too, has been recalled because Barbie's sick of being the third wheel when she hangs out with Skipper. Skipper and Midge always taking sides against Barbie. Barbie gets what she wants. I think they would make a great couple, Skipper and Midge. Yeah. I think they'd be good. Maybe. Dr. Barbie. She had her medical license stripped because she's anti-vax. Hipster Ken also has been recalled because hasn't showered in months. Beards are officially over. Kids were choking on those oversized glasses and avocados are just too expensive. Avocados cost way too much now. A lot of reasons. It's like $1.70 an avocado. There's one thing about winter that I find oddly satisfying. 
And it's that wedge of snow that builds up beside your tires. In your wheel well. Kicking that wedge out dislodges nicely. It's oddly satisfying, except when it doesn't come out. That that gets me angry. Usually in those like super sub-zero conditions when it's like minus 20, feeling like minus 35 with a wind chill, and that thing is just a block of solid, dense ice. How does it even stay there? And is there no cure for this problem that we all have every winter? You got a blowtorch, you can deal with it. (laughs) Otherwise, even your steel toe boots, you'll dent your steel toe boots trying to kick that thing off. I have a dilemma though. Is it morally wrong? wrong to kick out that snow wedge from someone else's car because you want to yeah you're parked next to somebody with a fat snow wedge and you want to kick it so bad oh everything in you wants to kick it and you feel like you're doing them a favor in your mind but then if you like kick the frame of the truck by accident and you dent the frame or you kick <laughs> off some kind of mud guard. I'm putting myself in that situation. If I'm walking out of a store and I'm seeing someone kick the snow wedge out of my car, I'd be angry. Not because they're kicking my car, but because that's my job. I enjoy doing that. Stop kicking my 2000 Civic. It gives me joy. You're hurting my 18-year-old car. It's a real moral <laughs> dilemma for me. My 2013 caravan. <laughs> <laughs> You put a dent in her. I would say don't do it because if you damage the property, that sucks. Yeah, Yeah, so there was this French study that said if you eat bad food, you'll die earlier. And my initial response was, well, duh. Yeah, thanks, the French. (laughs) (laughs) Money went into this study? Yeah, there are scientists, people who like know something about something. It seems obvious, but it's good to know that if you eat prepackaged food, you'll die earlier. And I mean, it seems obvious, like another obvious headline, minivan drivers 10 times more likely to have kids than other drivers. Well, duh, yeah. Seems obvious, right? Rooms with broken air conditioners are hot. Oh, I wouldn't have figured that. You wouldn't have never put those two things together without the study. This is true. Drinking rates in Huron County, 12 times higher than any other county. Well, obviously. New residents of Godrich are from elsewhere. Oh. I'm glad someone wrote an article on that. So they're new residents to Godrich, but they're from... They're from somewhere else. No, the dots connect. Just to clear it up. The dots connect. Because they're new. Yeah. No, yeah, I get it. Thanks for explaining that like four times. Or this headline, man complains he never wins at roll-up the rim, admits he never buys a beverage. Yeah. So the Huron County Economic Development Department, they're looking at getting some people interested in the former Blue Water Youth Detention Center south of Godrich. It shut down in 2012. Not much has happened with it. National Defense does some exercises there. You hear some booming every few months. They're looking to redevelop it. And some ideas Matt and I had just kind of freeballing it here. You could turn it into a team building venue. Your bosses lock your coworkers up. You try to break out Shawshank style. Nothing brings you together like that as a team. They give the bosses some tranquilizer guns. They sit in the watchtower. Oh, like a big escape. Room? That would be awesome. Like an escape room, but with real tranquilizer guns. Yes. Beachfront property, too. Make a big resort, like what used to be at the Point Farms area there. You showed me old pictures. I didn't know this thing existed. It's incredible. There was a massive, like, Victorian-style cool resort at Point Farms. Yeah, they used to bring cruise ships in, and, like, they'd all go to this big resort and such. Um, You know, if they started building it now, it'd probably be open before the Comfort Inn in Godrich. They've been building that Comfort Inn <laughs> for, I think, 17 years now. Seems like it's it. It's been under construction for a long time. I mean, it is Valentine's Day. You could turn it into, like, a cool little role-playing thing for adventure. 
adventurous couples. You turn it oh. into a faux prison with all the shackles. Nice. You've been a bad inmate. Don't make me pull out my billy club. Ooh, yeah. Good could idea. It'd be kind of sexy. Just an idea. Just hey, an idea. Hey, the pot industry's big right now. Why don't we grow pot out there? Ooh, that'd be cool if Seven Acres and Tiverton bought that. They, they, they bought a property here in Goderich. Why not the former youth center? Be ironic, too, because some of the dudes who served time there might have been in there for pot possession. Thanks, Trudeau. Parents all over, they're reporting that their children are starting to speak with British accents. After watching that show, Peppa Pig, tail end of this show when my kids were little. The funny thing about this is there's a narrator. You said narrator like a Brit. Yes. Peppa was setting up the house for Valentine's Day. I found my kids narrating what they were doing. Now, Liv is going into her room. Where are they getting that from? Kids are reportedly uh, saying things like tomatoes. And one mother said uh, her three and a half year old calls her brother George. George. (laughs) With the accent. And this is a trend we're seeing with a lot of kids because a lot of people are reporting that their kids who watch Paw Patrol are starting to rub their assholes on the carpet. I know. Just like the dogs on the show. Serious problem. Some parents are reporting that their children who grew up watching Caillou grow up to be bald You grew up watching that show. People say I'm kind of mean to you. Bald like Caillou. I'm the adult incarnation of Caillou. I'm miserable all the time. I'm bald and I'm kind of an asshole. Yeah, just a warning out there, parents, don't let your kids watch Caillou. Someone will have to work with that kid someday. So you're taking a trip to the GTA today. You're driving from good old Huron County. Yeah, my son's bought something for his camper van. (laughs) (laughs) I love hearing these updates on your hipster son and his camper van. Yeah. Okay. He's getting a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go help him pick up this trailer. So I want to see it. I don't want him making a big mistake, spending money on a trailer. You were there for the purchase of the camper van. <laughs> I was. He messed that up. It's <laughs> a good camper van. It's fine. I'm proud of him. He's yeah. fixing that thing up now. I'm proud of you because you're learning about how to talk to your kids. And you figured out there's a secret to talking to boys. And I think all parents know this. You either have to trap your teenage sons. I think girls will sometimes just like jump up on the bed and talk about things, whatever. They're better at this, I think. But teenage boys, you have to be moving. You either go for a walk with them or you trap them in the vehicle. With you, you trap them in a moving vehicle. <laughs> so I was dreading this trip to Oshawa thinking, I don't like traveling. I don't like driving places. But then I'm thinking, you know, how often do I get to spend three and a half hours with my 20-year-old son and chat? So I'm actually looking forward to it now. It's the only time you ever seem to talk to your teenage kids. It's when you're trapped in the car or if you're out for a walk. As soon as you hit the highway. Son, I have to have a chat with you about sex. The doors lock. The room starts closing in on him. No joke, my initial sex talk with him was in a car. When two adults love each other very much, they have an adult hug. And then we name our kids funny names. So if you're having trouble talking to your teenage kids, make up a trip somewhere. Yeah, we're driving to, let's say, Tavistock. Some of the best conversations happen in vehicles, for sure. (laughs) Just take a random drive to a grocery (laughs) store in a town two hours away. Why are we here? All you bought was canned corn, Dad. This is the only place where they sell the canned corn. We came to Chesley to see this giant bull. But we've been here 40 times. Trap them in the car. There's nowhere to go. 
Oh, finally, Fatty. For 5000 bucks, you can hunt Bigfoot with Jose Canseco. If you ever wanted to do that. I think about that every day. Yeah, I know. When we shut the mics off and play music, that's all we talk about. I say, Matt, when am I going to be able to hunt Bigfoot with Jose Canseco? Well, he sent an invitation to whoever would be gullible enough to fall for this. Spend the weekend with Jose for 5000 cash. Only five lucky individuals will get a gold ticket. Oompa Loompas ain't got nothing on Bigfoot. Travel in his custom RV to authentic alien sightings and proven Bigfoot habitats. Camp out in the wild, tell stories, and maybe meet a real Bigfoot. You never know what's going to happen with Mr. Canseco. Only serious inquiries, please. Jose Canseco needs money to pay off his boat. <laughs> Jose Canseco made poor investment choices. Obviously. No, I'd rather hunt the abominable snowman with Nazem Kadri. That sounds like a good time with That me. sounds a little more reasonable, so sorry. Sorry, Jose. I can't say go. What? I can't say go. Oh. Uh, with Canseco. Oh. Yeah. A for effort, but F. Fishing with Tiger Woods? That'd be better. Stop trying to recover. Until it hits me with his fishing rod. Did you know Taylor Swift is getting into acting again? Who cares? I mean, wow, Matt, tell me more. Well, she confirmed uh, that she'll be playing the role of Bambalorina in the musical version of Cats. You know, the musical Cats? Was there a non-musical version of Cats? No. Memories. No, no, you know I know the song. Yes. Yeah, she's going to be playing a cat, a flirtatious kitty. Like in the in the film version? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's going to be good. But I'm thinking like Andrew Lloyd Webber should incorporate her songs. Her cat gets scared. She pees on the floor, spontaneously breaks into song. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Right? Or when you're 15, they could put that in it. And then she realizes she's actually 78. She can moan and groan about being old. Be funny. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Bread? We were going to talk about bread, but we just came out of a Taylor Swift song. Oh, fair wanted, enough. I wanted to br- give give our listeners that great news about Taylor Swift. We get uh, to see her dress up as a cat. Internet. It's a weird place. People are arguing over how a baguette would move if it could move. A British comedian and an animator came up with this question. 8% said a baguette would gallop. But it's pick- hard. How would it gallop? Just back front, kind of shift itself around. And it would move. destroy itself. Yeah, probably. 13% said it would move like a caterpillar. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. It's got a hard exterior, so it needs the little legs mm. to move itself. Yeah. 17% said the bread would move like a worm. Nope. And 62% said it would move like a robot, which I don't understand. So in case you were wondering. People are dumb on the internet. You can sleep sound tonight. Sadly, though, nobody said rolling. Isn't that the obvious approach? Oh, that seems like the obvious Rolling one. or just loafing around. Shame on you. Shame on you, giving you the crickets on that. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.